Bread of shop, bread of shop, the harvest. Bop, shabop, never stop the terror. Call mm-hmm. the cops, little, little shop, shop of harvest. harvest. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, yeah, that was poorly done by us. Welcome back to Rachel's Never Seen. I'm Drew. I'm Rachel. Hey, we got it this time. <laughs> yes, and... Uh, Continuing through Musical March, we watched the 1986 uh, classic. I absolutely love this film. Uh, Grew up watching it. It's called Little Shop of Horrors. Musical's based on the off-off-Broadway, which is the way over there on the side of New York with uh, very small theaters. Off-off-Broadway show um, written by Alan Menken. And Howard Ashman, whom all you Disney fans will know, are the gentleman who wrote uh, the music and lyrics for The Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and That's Aladdin. Said. It would come back to play. That's funny. Yep. There's a song at the end. We watched. We just watched the alternate ending. Yes. He showed me that. We'll get to that in a bit. And but there's a part about the the song in the end. It sounds like somewhere part, that's green. Somewhere that's green. The, part of yeah. the world. Yeah, the somewhere, <laughs> the, especially the, the reprise of somewhere that's green that that Audrey sings in the in the in the alternate ending does sound very much like the same melody of of uh, part of your world. Um. Yep, this show was, like I said, it was off-off Broadway. Um, Ellen Green is the only original cast member that... She's Audrey? Who played Audrey. Okay. She's, she was the original Audrey in that show. Um, and it is it is a fun show. It's a fun movie. It, it holds to its B-movie roots because it's based on a 1960 mm. bad Roger Corman movie. Roots. Roots. You see what I did there? I did. Yeah, because I didn't do it in purpose, but yeah, I liked it. yeah, um, it's based yeah on a very bad you know 1960 Roger Corman movie that actually was the first film that uh, Jack Nicholson was ever in. Oh, really? Yes, wow. he actually played the role that uh, Bill Murray played in this as okay. the sadistic patient. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if you hear that scratching and stuff, that's our own little Audrey too back there. Uh, Ripley, who's just not happy we're in her space again. Sorry, Rips. Sorry, babe. So, yeah. So, let's get into it. The 1986 musical, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Directed by Frank Oz, by the way. Frank, Frank Oz. Oz, best known as uh, Jim Henson's... No, no, no. <laughs> it's a good try, though. Uh, I thought so. No, he's best known as Jim Henson's... Uh, Right hand man. He was a uh, one of the original Muppeteers. He's okay. the voice of uh, Fozzie, uh, Miss Piggy, uh, Yoda from Star oh, Wars. Oh wow, really? Uh huh. Um, yeah, hmm. that's who he is. Oops. Uh, I guess starting off, I was like, why did I know Audrey would talk like that with the the high squeaky the voice? High squeaky voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, but uh, I don't know if it just it was stereotyped and. Played into the stereotype of dumb blonde or right. whatever. Yeah. I, don't know, but I knew it. Before she even opened her mouth, I knew it was going to be like that. <laughs> what is, what, 
hophead. Is that slang for something? Hopheads? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what hopheads is slang for. I think it, I don't know, something to do with drunkards, maybe. Okay. That makes um, sense, because, like, beer's made with hops. Yeah. That's that's way I would, I don't know. If any of you know, feel free to put it in the comments. Let us know okay. what hopheads was slang for back in the, I mean, this takes place in roughly the 1960s, 60s. early 60s, because Kennedy was president. Kennedy was president. That's right. Um, so Seymour was like shouting. Is that because he was nervous at the beginning? He was yeah. just awkward. I think his he's so awkward. He's, so he's awkward. just so awkward. Yeah, I know. And he's just like he's so intense. Like yeah, okay, that I see that he's so excited or whatever about plant. especially about that plant. Like, and he probably feels he's grateful to his boss or whatever for like taking him in and stuff, and probably feels still a little like obedient for lack of a better term to i him. think so absolutely let's please him and then audrey of course he has a crush on and yeah. but doesn't know it or she doesn't know it i don't know somebody doesn't know it and i'll tell you what the problem is why wouldn't they grow he needs drainage holes oh in his, in, in his can <laughs> in his coffee can that he had yes, it in. <laughs> in his coffee can. maybe he did maybe he drilled or nailed some through there but that's that's your number one problem right, dude. Right. you gotta have drainage holes and besides the fact that the plant's carnivore and none of the food and stuff well, you give it, it's mattery. <laughs> okay, well, also also that. Also that. Um, well, I found out later it was John Candy who played... Weird Wink Wilkinson. Wink Wilkerson, who he was definitely weird. Yeah. He, just... he improvised, I'm pretty sure, everything he did in that. <laughs> except for, I'm sure, obviously the line of, where'd you get that weird plant? Like, yeah. I'm sure that's a line. But like all the weird stuff he did, the radio calls or yeah, prank calls, whatever he was yeah. doing. Yeah, he he did uh, he improvised. So who, where would I know John Candy from anywhere? Oh God, John he was Candy. Saturday Night Live. No, no, he was Second City TV, which was the Chicago. Uh, oh. Well, really, it was the Canadian Saturday Night Live. There's a that's a whole twisted thing. But <laughs> Rick Moranis came from uh, Second City as well. Oh, okay. Um, he's kind of cute. Rick Moranis, he's kind of cute. He's a little dork, cute, little right? Dorky, nerdy, cute. Yeah, yeah I Rick like the Moranis. curly hair. He's a wavy curly hair. He just seems cool. like he'd be the sweetest man. And, yeah, you know, to know. I mean, he's got an incredible story. Um, but uh, yeah, John Candy. I'm not sure. I'd have to go through the very small archive of things you've seen <laughs> to find yeah. something that he may have been. I don't in. know. He just looked really. Have familiar you seen Uncle Buck? No. Okay, so that's out. Yeah, know. I'm gonna have to do some research on that one to see whom you might recognize him from. I'll tell you who I didn't recognize for once was Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin. <laughs> Remember yeah. all the movies? I'm like, is Steve Martin in this? No. Yeah. Steve Martin in this? No. Steve Martin was in this one, but I wouldn't have recognized him Never with his jet been... black hair. <laughs> he plays that role so well. He's over the top and not like. He's cartoonishly over the top. I got a lot of Elvis vibes from it, too. Yeah, he definitely tapped into his... I don't remember where he's from. Like He's from the South somewhere, like Tennessee or somewhere, but he definitely tapped into that for this. Okay. Yeah, he... he, Oh, I love... Just... He kind of set the standard for how people play Orin Scrivello DDS now. Okay. Because he just... it's, It's great. He improvised a lot of the things he did inside the... In the dentist song. 
like okay. pu- punching the nurse at the very beginning and then ripping the doll's head off. Like yeah. all of that he improvised as they were wow, doing the okay. song. I, I hate the dentist. I hate the dentist. I go every six months mm-hmm. like I'm supposed to because I found a really good dentist in Savannah. <laughs> let me know if you want the recommendation. They're wonderful. <laughs> um, but I hate the dentist. And those scenes, especially where the camera view was like from out. Oh, inside the mouth. Inside the mouth. Oh, yeah. out, I, it literally gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, yeah. like oh, my God, I hate this. And then, like, I don't know what I expected him to be. What, what I expected Steve, that character, to be. But it certainly wasn't a dentist. Like, And that's the great twist of right? it. Right? It's like, he's like he... <laughs> the scum, like, steals cars or whatever. Right. No, he has a legit well-paying profession yeah. a respectable p- profession <laughs> you see like why audrey's like he's a professional yeah you okay know? yeah I never and mr mushnick's like what kind of professional wears rides a motorcycle and wears a leather jacket <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh he's so first of all earlier i asked you um before we recorded i asked you if you recognized anyone on here who was From a harry, harry potter, potter yeah alum. you did and you never came up with anyone and that's fine the nurse from the dentist's office. Oh. She was Professor Sprout. <gasps> I see it now. Yeah. She I was Professor Sprout. Now. Yep. I thought that was a fun thing. Um, when I was doing my own research back into this to see if I could find anything I didn't know, you know, because I, I, like I said, I've grown up with this movie. I, I know it front to back. Random questions. Yeah. And yeah. And I found that and I went, that's awesome. Okay. That's something I, I can bring back around, see if she recognizes her. I, I do now. I yeah. can make the connection now. Um, so the motorcycle, when you see, we finally meet him and uh, Audrey gets on the motorcycle and rides side saddle. That's just, no wonder she fell off. <laughs> like later when she's chasing yeah. after her or whatever, he fell off a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He rode it side saddle. What's side wrong saddle. with you? What are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, Gosh. yeah. I, I, uh, you're gonna burn a leg bad doing that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna mess something up. Yeah, that's no good. Come uh, on, Audrey. Come on. I spent most of the time honestly trying to find like see what plants I could recognize I in bet, the background. I, bet. <laughs> I thought I thought that might play a role, especially in that like whole scene where the customers all mm-hmm. come to the shop and they're just pulling plants out and yeah. selling them. I was like, oh, what? which one of these plants do I know? What don't I have? What, what am I going to buy next? I thought the the plant aspect of this would play to uh, some strengths for you. That it you did. Enjoy. Also the musical. Yeah. Well, the music, the music's really good. I'm just saying, all so far, yeah. the musicals have pe- kept my interest. I think a big part of that is because there's songs interspersed throughout. And I'm right. much better at paying attention to music than <laughs> dialogue. The mu- yeah, the music's really good. It has that 1950s flair to it, you know. And, and I like the doo-wop girls, whatever you oh, want to call them. Oh, they're great. They, they, they call them the Greek chorus because that's essentially okay. what they are. They're from, the muses. Yes, they're, they're the ones that kind of help tell the story. They're, bare, they're not really in it. They're kind of omniscient and, and everything. Um, which is cool because, like, in the beginning when it's raining and you see them walking, they're actually not getting, they're, they're not getting wet at all. I, saw, I noticed yeah. that. They're not getting oh, wet. Um, and they're all named, is it Crystal, Chiffon, Ronette? They're all named after girl groups okay. from the 50s. I, re- I was going to say, I recognized Ronette. Like, I was going to yeah. call it the Ronettes. I'm like, well, that's not right. Anyways, um, but were they also the girls? This like girls in street clothes yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Okay, they were bantering off of however, like, right, to lead this 
to progress the story. Right. Okay. I loved their purple sparkly outfits. <laughs> that was the best one in the whole movie. I want this purpley sparkly. I'm trying to remember which one that was. was it that was near the end. Time? I, I don't know. Say, was that supper time or was that? I don't know. Let's go back and look. I don't know. I'll find them. The finger sucking also was very weird. Too. Oh, when he first the, feeds the yeah, plant. Yeah. And then, like, okay, it's one thing to drip the blood, you know, like but that. Sitting there letting but sitting there, siphon it like out. Like a <laughs> pacifier, a yeah. baby bottle or something. That's a little weird. Yeah. That uh, was a little weird. Um, so, candy bar was a code word. I don't think it was a code no. word. I think he was just screaming candy bar because, remember, he was going on that ranty story. About like the last dentist he he went to uh, gave him a candy bar after they oh, were all done. Oh, that's right. Okay. And he was like, "I'm gonna be a good boy, you know, because obviously he's a, a sadist, right? And okay. so he's like, "I'm gonna be a good boy, and I'm not a sadist. He's a masochist. Whatever. I get those so confused. Is a sadist. Yeah, the sadist he's a likes sadist. Inflicting pain right. On the other masochist people. enjoys the pain. Yeah, he's a masochist, and. You know, so he's just wanting all the pain. And that's why he's like, oh, I'm going to get a candy, candy bar. bar. Like, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm okay. going to get a candy bar. Yeah. I guess his, that was Bill Murray, right? Correct. His his character confused me. Because at first, I thought that, like, he was some professional hitman that Seymour had hired. Or, like, oh. some to distract him while Seymour shot him or something. Right. I thought they were in Kahoot. Cahoots. cahoots. That they were cohorts and cahoots. <laughs> um, cahoots is a good word. So that just that part just confused me, and then nothing happened. He was just a fun guest guest yeah. character. I he guess. was the so the character is in the original movie played by Jack Nicholson, and then it was taken out of the show when they adapted it into a show. Right. Oops. They took that whole part out, and it just okay. wasn't there anymore. So. Um, they then, you know, brought that back because it was a fun place they could get some humor in. Yeah. You know, um, because there's a lot of obviously dark tones going through there's this so thing. There's so much darkness. And, and they do it with a tongue in firmly planted in cheek. So they try to make light of it uh, as best they can of yeah. all the terrible things that's going on. So I think that was what it was put in there. It was kind of okay. to, to... And I so I thought they were in cahoots. I thought candy bar was the code word to be like, okay, he's distracted he's now. Distract, come in. Yeah, come yeah. in, come in. Okay. Maybe that's a... Uh, it could be a fan theory, a new fan conspiracy theory thing there, <laughs> huh? That's not bad. You may have started something with that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, literally my next my next sentence. This is dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's a high school play. It's yes. like it's translated into a high school play. Yeah. This. Wow. I think because it's done, like I said, with such tongue-in-cheek form that a lot of people kind of look past the awfulness okay. that's actually happening. That people are dying and being fed to a plant. Um, and, like, Seymour technically doesn't kill anyone. He's an accomplice to murder. He absolutely sure. is. He didn't like he didn't kill Orrin Scrivello at all. Like, no. That was an unfortunate that was accident. <laughs> like, but he intended to. He he did. He went in there with the intention to do so. Um Mushnik, on the other hand, while he did not push him into the plant, he certainly put an environment around that would allow Mushnik to then now in the play, he's not so innocent on that. He tells Mushnik that 
he's been storing the money and stuff inside the pot of the plant oh. for the, and tells Mushnick to go in there and get it. And so Mushnick opens the plant up and goes in there to get it and it gets eaten. And it's like, yeah, Seymour, you totally just murdered him. <laughs> That's murder. That's I'm murder. sorry. That's murder. Cool motive, still murder. Yeah. <laughs> um. They, this is random, but it looks like they finished the Suddenly Seymour song on the Stone Stairs of Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've been to Savannah, you, you will know of the Stone Stairs of Death. If not, they have their own Facebook page. You can check that out. But, uh, yeah, they definitely look like that that's where that finishes off. Yeah. In the ruins of whatever building that was. And then you're like, just leave Seymour at the end yeah. when... When the plant's he trying to says, negotiate more. Yeah, well, well, one, when he's trying to negotiate, he's about to walk out the door to run off and get married with Audrey. Right. And then it's like, just freaking leave. Snip it off leave, or go, something. Just, if just you feel guilty about it, like take an axe to it and chop off its stalk or whatever. Yeah. But like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's, um. so, the ending in the play, Seymour... You know, Audrey dies. Right. Okay. Audrey does die. And Seymour, over the guilt of that and wanting to kill the plant, grabs a machete and jumps into the pot of the plant to try and stab it and kill it from the inside. Okay. And Seymour dies. He ends up dying there. And then you get the Don't Feed the Plant song. Mm-hmm. Um, and does you the see... plant also die? Nope. The plant oh. wins. Plant wins in the That's play. what confused me about yeah. the theatrical trailer versus the director's cut or whatever. Yeah. It's like... Spoiler alert. <laughs> the director cut. The bad guys win. Yep. The bad guys win. The plants win. win. The plants win. And they take over the world. And that and just doesn't is... happen. Never. The bad guys never <laughs> yeah. win. And it is quite spectacular a sequence. Um, So that was the, what we showed you today was the original ending. And they ran it for test audiences. You know. And, and they loved the movie up until Audrey died. And okay. they hated it. Because they, the and all of the feedback they kept getting back from people were, uh, we and we love these two people. We were cheering for them, and you took them from us. Yeah, and we are not okay with that. And like it was audience after audience after audience kept doing it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so when they screen movies before they release them, they look for a test audience score. Usually they look, which I was surprised because it feels really low. They look for an approval rating of like sixty percent. Oh, that's and an then F. right, and then they'll release it. Um, that really seems low. It does. Uh, they were getting twenty, twenty <gasps> oh, wow. percent or so. Wow. They were low twenties, is what they were getting back every time. Wow. So they spent another whatever million dollars, got everyone to come back. And reshot the ending to what you see now on the on the. I think uh, it was the right choice. The, I think in the end, I think it is too. The sad part is all of that stuff you saw in the uh, original cut was weeks and weeks and weeks of work. Oh my gosh! All of its you're miniatures, right. all of its miniatures. There's no computer effects. Then these are puppets, machines, miniatures, extras. All this, all of that was gone. I didn't even think of that. They had to cut all of that. They It was lost, presumed lost, presumed actually destroyed in a fire that happened at wherever it's stored, Warner Brothers or whatnot. Um, turned out one of the other producers had a color version of it. And when they finally found that, they decided to try and restore it the best they could. 
and release a director's cut. Okay. And they they got Frank Oz's blessing when he found out about it. He was like, yes, let's do this. These guys work so hard on this. I want people to see this mm-hmm. work. And so it finally got to see the light of day. And it's impressive. It's it really, really impressive. I thought it was a little, it went on a little too Goes long than it bit. needed to. Yeah. Um, Especially with the plants busting out of buildings yeah, nonstop. Yeah, it's like I just saw this happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that came from... We're going to show as much footage as possible yeah, because I, we found okay. it. I got you. So maybe in if they had stuck with that ending, they may have some of it, it may have been edited mm-hmm. down. Yeah, they okay. may have trimmed it, trimmed it up a little bit. So yeah, so that's that's the whole story behind that, which is it's oh. kind of impressive. I'm so glad they found the footage Me and too. we're I, able to do I that. I do feel bad for all this. There was a lot of people involved in that. Yeah, extra a lot. Thing. Like it was, it's an impressive sequence. If you haven't seen it, I think it's on YouTube. Try and find the original ending. Uh, if not, it's definitely on the Blu-ray for Little Shop of Horrors. Check it out. It's really cool. It's worth your time. It's a very, very fun sequence. Um, one thing that I always have loved about this movie was the plant. The the fact that it's a giant puppet. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no CGI. There's no even animation. There's no... Any kind of optical effect in it. Really? It so is like a, when it opens its mouth, that's, that's you're a, seeing that's a yeah physical puppet, whatever. Oh. Everything in there wow. was like life-size real. Yeah. So when the plant was in its biggest form, it couldn't move fast. Obviously, right. it's heavy. It's huge. Yeah. So they discovered that if they, sh- if they moved the plant at half speed basically and and then uh rick moranis had to act like that oh Oh my goodness and then they would shoot it at you know 12 or 16 frames instead of 24 and then when they played it back at regular speed it moved at regular speed and they were able to do that so like all of that almost second half of this movie Anything involving the plant moving, like talking and stuff, all was at half speed. Wow, that's wild. That's crazy. Imagine, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but doing the puppet thing might not be terribly difficult, but I have to imagine, like, acting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, acting opposite of that and having to still do it at half speed, that would be tough, I think. I think it'd be real tough. I think it'd be really, really a tough sell. Um, and to, he had to, just, to still make that, like, your movements look like they're happening fluid. in real time. Yes, Correct. fluid. Yeah. And, like, there's great behind-the-scenes footage on the DVD of them doing this, you know, and they're having to do the playback of the music and stuff for the lip sync. They're having to do that at half speed. So you have like Rick Moranis in there, rah, rah, you know, yeah. because he's singing a duet with this, you know, puppet and he has to sing it at that speed. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's so cool. I, I admire those, those kinds of effects so much. Like there's, it is a lost, well, it's not lost, but it is a dying art form for some time. It's becoming time. obsolete because, yeah, because it's cheaper. Now. Yeah. It's cheaper to do it via computers. When they inevitably remake this, and they will inevitably remake it, you know, it will be a CG plant. That's yeah. all there is to it. Um, so there will be, you. I mean, I cannot, I don't have to direct compare actors at all. That doesn't matter. But there will be direct comparing with the that physical plant. plant and the CG plant. It's kind of sad that that's, I mean, 
of course CG is great because it's cost saving and mm-hmm. time more time efficient maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of sad that people who that that's becoming a dying art, like you said. I know you we've watched the Face Off show before, right. and like even that, I feel like people aren't doing that as much anymore either because right. it's a lot easier just to put them in green clothing or whatever and draw it in around them absolutely yeah Yeah. i i like i said i've i love this movie i i cracked up that we used to watch it when i was a kid (laughs) like single digits as a kid we watched this all the time and like my folks were cool with it and (laughs) it was and it's so funny because i go back and watch as an adult i'm like what were you doing this is a little dark a little (laughs) twisted for a kid to be watching but we clearly didn't care we loved it yeah so yeah, little shop of horrors. It's got a whole little bunch of little nuances all through it. It's I pretty just, cool. It's mind blowing to me that it translates into a junior school play. Yeah, yeah. We they put it on my freshman year in my high school. They put it on in my high school, and I just wanted to say something real quick. I think Seymour was played by one of my friends, Mark Gilfillan, and he's passed away in a car accident. So Aww. I just want to say, that sweet. He's still remembered. That's good. Myself. That's sweet, baby. All right, now to the rating. Where do you put Little Shop of Horrors on your rating scale? I think I'm going to give it a seven. A seven? Yeah. It's a nice score. It's a good, respectable score. Surprisingly, this was weirder to me than Rocky Horror. (laughs) It was so strange to me. It's it is it's like like I said it it embraces its B movie. Yeah. Even the acting gets a little bit into there. Um, the fact that everything is a set, like that whole street and everything was a set. It oh, yeah? was all inside one big soundstage. Oh. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, but it had a feel to it like that. It made it feel it did. different. I felt like I was on when we went to Universal Studios in Orlando. It felt like yeah. a lot like that. Like on a back lot or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Maybe you'll be thumping around listening to that soundtrack I here will. soon. I've now, been, uh, <laughs> singing it in my head the past day or so. Just, well, you, you told me it was full of earworms, and oh boy, boy. it is. It is mostly the little shop. Yeah, excuse the, me. The little title shop song. Horrors, bop, the title song is a hell of a of a hook. Like it's just it's in you when you it, you can't get rid of it. All right, well, that wraps this one up. Next week is going to be an interesting one because it's the non-typical musical, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's what we've got lined up for next week, Uh, the Coen Brothers movie from 2000. So we'll see uh, how that one plays out for you. It's a different kind of musical. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. Absolutely. See you next week, guys.